Hex is bringing one of the most common aspects of the traditional financial system to the world of crypto, and that is paying interest on an asset. Now with me is the founder of Hexcoin, Richard Hart, to explain more about Hex and how it works, and also Rick Shattuck, who is the executive director of the Digital Coin Association, to weigh in on this subject as well. So great to have you both here today. Um, Pleasure to be here. It's be a great conversation. Rick, Rick, let's just uh, start with you, and if you could kind of explain what the Digital Coin Association is doing. I know you're headquartered in Washington, D.C., and um, just kind of explain what you're doing and, and what your role is in the whole crypto ecosystem. That's yes, well, we work on educating the public on digital currency and the Congress on Capitol Hill with some legislative outreach. Now, Jane, some projects like the one we discussed on your show in 2019 are still in progress. So it's my honor to introduce you and your viewers to a complete project, Hex by Richard Hart, a successful businessman by age 20. Then he mined Bitcoin in 2011, winning 50 Bitcoin blocks at a time using graphics cards. Then his invention of Hex went up 352 times since December 2019, making investors rich. Hex is on 15 exchanges already, with a 1.5 billion in market cap and pays high interest for staking. As a result, Hex is an enthusiastic community. We call ourselves Hexicans and a well-earned A rating with the Digital Coin Association. We think Hex deserves a Nobel Prize in economics for actually helping people economically. A man in cosmic consciousness has the interests of our cosmic collective self at heart. Richard Hart is a generous, ingenious, and active coin founder. While Satoshi and other coin founders disappeared, Richard donates hundreds of hours answering people's questions like a guru on video chat about Bitcoin, the crypto market, and how to recognize good or bad projects, and tips for health and longevity in his book called SciVibe. Jane, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Richard Hart. Richard, that's quite an introduction. That's yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much, Rick. I like it. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get talk about Hex a little bit because it is different um, than any other coin out there. So can you kind of explain, you know, your philosophy when you were founder of the company and then mm -hmm. what Hex does? It's different. So a lot of people thought Bitcoin was a scam and I thought it was a scam for a very long time. There was a lot of people that still think Bitcoin's a scam, which is funny because it's been around for 11 years and it's up six million X, six million fold if you put in a dollar, you could have had $6 million. But these people that think they're smarter than the market and smarter than everyone else in the community, they cry and they whine about how it's a scam. And then you look at the price charts of anything that they don't print out of thin air, and everything is going up and to the right. NASDAQ, new all-time highs. S&P 500, new all-time highs. Gold, new all-time highs. Cryptocurrencies, new all-time highs. Everything is going to new all-time highs because they keep printing money like it's a joke. The Something like two-thirds to three-quarter of all of the money that is in existence currently was printed in the last year. They're, they're, they're doing helicopter money. Literally. They're just giving away money to people. And that money has to land somewhere. So in a risk-on environment where they're printing money out of thin air, the assets that are going to appreciate are the ones you can't print out of thin air. 
and Bitcoin, Ethereum, Hex, are a breed of uh, speculative instruments, monetary instruments that have superior properties to the U.S. dollar. Your bank has closing hours. Your bank pays you horrible comedy interest. Your bank sometimes won't let you get your money out. Go to your bank and try and get 100000 cash out to pay for something. In the United States, they won't do it. They'll really give you the ring around. They don't have 100K sitting there to give you. In some countries like Germany and Switzerland, they still will because they learned how important cash was in World War II. So they learned how important cash was during the Nazi regimes, but the United States forgot how important cash was. So now, you know, some countries like Sweden, the, the taxis don't even accept cash. If you don't, if you don't have card, you can't have a taxi ride. So it's a national security issue as well. Um, peer-to-peer commerce and finance without extra middlemen sucking out the lifeblood of GDP. You know, these, these like Visa and MasterCard now is going to be in the middle of every transaction between man and business and between man and man. It's just horrible. There's no reason for them to be in the middle. There's absolutely no reason for them to be in the middle. We can do it ourselves with peer-to-peer open source software. They're vastly better. So this year, in the last uh, 365 days, Bitcoin's up about 12x, Ethereum's up about 22x, and Hex is up, uh, I think, 100x now. It's been as high as like 350x. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's literally the future. And if you don't think it's the future, why did uh, Tesla buy 1.5 billion? Why mm-hmm. is it listed on the CME, the most liquid exchange in the entire world in the history of mankind? Why is it listed all over the place? Like, it, there's just eventually now the world is catching on that this is not going away. It is going to make a huge impact. It is taking away gold's value like gold now in the last, uh, so pumped about 30% this year on inflation fears. And then people decided to just switch from gold to Bitcoin. And now I think it's down 20% from its local high of like uh, 2100 or something like that. So I think it's back down at like 1700 or something, which is funny because 10 years ago it was 2000. So you're down 10% for holding gold for 10 years. Mm-hmm. The dollar that they're printing for, for free and dropping out of helicopters on people, that has outperformed gold. So gold is a terrible investment, absolutely terrible. And if you look yeah. at it from like the 1800s, when stocks kind of started trading, it, you know, the equities markets are up a thousand X over holding gold. So digital gold beats normal gold. And Hex does things that are better than Bitcoin. So I've told you how much better cryptocurrencies are than than gold and equities and banks. But I haven't even told you how much better some cryptos are than others. And there's a big difference. So for instance, Bitcoin, it has to burn electricity to be secure. That's its security model. And so the more valuable Bitcoin becomes, the harder it is on the environment because you must burn more and more electricity to defend the value of it. So Hex solves that. We do not burn electricity to issue inflation. So Bitcoin is a network which inflates at about 1.8% per year currently. It was exponentially higher in the past. So its first year, it doubled in supply. So its year one inflation was 100%. Now it's only 1.8%. Hex doesn't give inflation to miners to pay them to pollute the environment. We only give inflation to stakers. So we, Bitcoin pays miners to dump the price of Bitcoin to give that money to electricity companies to pollute the environment. Hex pays inflation to stakers who hold the Hex price up. So miners defend Bitcoin's network security and stakers and Hex defend price value of Hex. And we're already piggybacking a network that's already eating those costs. So since the Ethereum network's already eating all those costs, 
there's no reason for us to eat them. So it's just more efficient. We have less negative externalities and we have a feature that's never been seen before. So in, in the real world, when you lock your money to bank, the longer you lock it, the more you get paid. You get paid about 20% more interest for every extra year of length that you get in a time deposit, CD, bond. Every country has a different name for it. Guaranteed investment certificate is what they call it, Canada. So we just copied the parameters of that instrument onto the blockchain. So if you lock your hex, you get paid 20% more interest every extra year that you lock. And you can lock between one day and 15 years. 5,555 days. It's about 15 years. And what that does is it monetizes the time value of money. And it's the only product in cryptocurrency that has found adoption doing that. So, you know, if you if you were to have a 15-year, let's say you had a 10-year hex stake, it's currently paying out like 38% interest per year in hex, and that's before the price appreciation. So if over 10 years, hex goes up 1,000x, and you're making an extra... 60% per year, your returns are insane. They're astronomical. And, and, and you would think that that's impossible, but then you're like, Bitcoin went up 6 million X. Ethereum went up 10,000 X. It's actually more now. I have to redo the math because it made new all-time highs. So based on the $1,500 number, which previous all-time high of about three years ago, it did uh, a 10,000 X. And now that it's gone to 2,000, maybe it's up at 15,000 X or something. So yes, these are real returns that you really get in cryptocurrency and you really get in hacks that are just life-changing. I mean, people send me videos of their new maxed out Lamborghini and you're like, oh, cool. Well, you're going to regret that later, but it's awesome now. Oh, the price keeps going up. You're going to regret oh, yes. you sold. <laughs> well, there's so much there that you just said. Um, so, I mean, we've got digital currency a macroeconomic situation, um, which was already kind of in place, and then the pandemic happened, which has even exacerbated that even more, um, plus just the ease, the technology behind it. So, I mean, it seems like kind of the stars are aligned for digital currency. I mean, yeah. Rick, do you want to weigh in on that? I mean, how are you, because I know you're you know, part of a whole association. So is Washington doing anything about this, or are they studying it, or where are we with legislation well with the covid release program uh nine percent of this 1.9 trillion dollar budget is actually going to covid relief but it's going to be dumping 1.9 million of cash as richard said just created from nothing yeah. into society so that's going to be sapping the value of everyone who's holding u.s dollars so people um are going to alternatives to the U.S. dollar, such as digital coins. Well, and it's, uh, you know, I've heard Michael Saylor talk about the argument of, of crypto versus gold. And he was like, if I want to send a million dollars to Japan, um, if I want to do it by gold, it's going to cost me $100,000 and take two months. If I want to send a million worth of Bitcoin, it takes 10 minutes. And Cost mm -hmm. you know a small fee, so I mean it's just I mean this is the world I think we're headed for. So, Richard, let's talk a little bit about hex in particular. Sure. So you mentioned the, the interest rate. So this mm -hmm. is kind of like a CD, would you say? Except it sounds like well, the payoff they return. It's kind of like a CD, but it's also kind of the opposite of a CD. So okay. the parameter of locking up your funds and receiving interest is well understood. That's what savings accounts are. That's what time deposits are. The concept of locking for longer and getting paid more, that's straight from the CD playbook. 
But something that increases in value 350x in a year, that's not from the CD playbook. So it is a it is a highly speculative and highly volatile product with which gives it its massive upside potential. You know, the maximum potential in Facebook, the maximum potential in cryptocurrency is when the liquidity is the lowest, which is when you have the most volatility and when you have the most potential for absolutely insane upside. Once everything gets more and more liquid and more and more people have already bought in, the economic mass gets heavier and it's harder to move around. It's harder to make the price go higher. So if you wanted to make Bitcoin's price go higher, I mean, look, Elon Musk bought 1.5 billion. Price didn't really notice. No one knew. So, you know, the Bitcoin market could absorb billions and the price won't go up that much. Ethereum could absorb hundreds of millions. Price not might, go up the, might not go up that much. But Hex, millions, makes the price go up a lot because it's a, it's a, a newer, it's only one year old, um, more uh, volatile coin by design. You know, like that, that's where the opportunity is. You don't want it. You don't want it to become more liquid on both sides, the sell side and the outside. You'd love to have loves of bid, lots of bid orders sitting there to absorb. And, and we do. There's a lot more bid orders sitting in the order books that I can see on the bid side than the ask side. So you end up with a chart that goes up to the right, which is pretty neat. Anyone, I mean, it's like anyone could double the price if they wanted to, and anyone could half the price if they were a large whale and wanted to. But then the question is, do you want to be the guy that sells the bottom? Do you want to be the guy that buys the top? And you got to teach people to spread their orders across all the order books at once using like one inch that link and how to use limit orders to be the liquidity so that you're not paying more than you need to. There's, you know, order trade execution tricks that you can use to, to get better deals. Um, so the potential in hex is it's, it's most people that buy CDs are risk averse. Most people that buy uh, crypto like the risk and the upside potential. So on the one hand, we've got the monetizing the time value of money and some really cool game theory where the share price only goes up. It simulates compounding interest. So in your bank, you have compounding interest. The more you got paid, the more you will get paid. The more you get paid, the more you will get paid. And it keeps snowballing and getting bigger. We simulate that with a share price that always goes up and up and up, which makes it harder and harder to buy shares, which makes it harder and harder to dilute the people that are already in. So what you end up with is not only do we have a wonderful price chart that goes up and to the right, but we have a share price chart that goes even harder up and to the right. It's even more beautiful. And that's the, the for the long think the long-term thinkers that understand that the real value is the the T share, how many trillion shares you have, because those are more scarce. The T shares are more scarce than the actual hacks. And they they at some point will just it will be get harder and harder to get them. So it's just like hash rate to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin miners pollute the environment to compete for the inflation rewards. And in hacks, you stake larger and longer to compete for the inflation rewards. And it's a beautiful proven system that, that generated 6 million X returns for Bitcoin. We have something superior with less negative externalities and, and better price performance and more secure software with more security audits. And it's just, it's just really amazing. I mean, yeah, well, I was going to ask about the security because I know that's one sure. thing people are a little concerned about. So yep. kind of explain what has gone into that. Well, everything runs on software. So even the money that you think is safe at your bank, guess what? It's actually software. So you're not going to ever escape this rubric of your money is secured by software. All money is secured by software now. The vast, vast, vast majorities of dollar uh, denominated things that exist in the world, it's all digital. Do you even hold your stock share certificates? I don't think you do. I think the DTCC company does. So people don't even have physical, tangible ownership of their stocks. 
They don't have physical, tangible ownership of the money they have in their bank. They pray that the FDIC, FDIC insurance covers it, and it's capped. It's not, you know, you can't, I think it's capped at maybe 300K. So everything is digital now. Everything is software now. And the question is, who has more uptime? You go to a certain bank website, it's down. Bitcoin's not down. Bitcoin's usually up. Hex has never been down. Hex has never had a, a minute of downtime. It's had 100% uptime since it launched, which is rather miraculous. I mean, if you are familiar with uh, how software works, to have something with 100% uptime is really amazing. It's really, yeah. really, really amazing. I didn't and, know that. It's interesting. Yeah, and we're built for failure. So if, if I die and go to hex.com goes offline and hex.com goes offline, the network doesn't care. The, the code is immutable, unpausable, unstoppable. There's no admin keys. There's no oracles. Even the trading can't be stopped. All of the majority of the liquidity in the trading, it's also all on chain, and no one can pause it, stop it, turn it off, interfere with it whatsoever. It's just absolutely beautiful. The beauty of the blockchain. So, <laughs> Well, it's not so, just the blockchain. A lot of people do this stuff wrong. A lot of people do stuff wrong. Bitcoin has had two problems where anyone could have minted as many free coins as they wanted. It happened hmm. twice. One time they had to roll the chain back. Now there's people that get caught on TV and they straight lie to people's face about Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's awesome enough with its 6 million X returns that you don't need to also lie about it and say, oh, it's peer-to-peer -peer digital currency. Not at $12 a transaction, it's not. And no one accepts it for retail. There's less people that accept it now than, than five years ago. So why, why lie about it? That's just the truth. It's fine. It's not peer-to-peer -peer digital money. It's not programmable money. It, it has had some bugs in the past. It doesn't have security audits. It doesn't have a bug bounty program. There are problems with Bitcoin that I would hope people would solve because if Bitcoin has a problem, it's bad for everybody. So I hope that people holding big bags of Bitcoin will address these things someday. I know the founder of uh, Twitter threw some millions towards trying to help those things, which is nice of him to do because it's just tragedy of the commons. He's just going to have le less Bitcoin now because he tried to make Bitcoin better. That's what's, it's hard to get rich people to do the right thing because they don't want to just have less money, you know? So they've got to find consensus to get other rich people to do the right thing along with them. And then that triggers everyone else to go in at the same time. And then everyone's happy. So there's game theory science regarding how to overcome the tragedy of the commons. Mm -hmm. So Hex is more secure than Bitcoin. We've had two security audits, one economics audit. We operate on a network that's never had an inflation bug has never rolled back because of an inflation bug. It, it, you can mine it on GPU. The mining ecosystem is more diverse. You can mine it at home. So the Ethereum mining ecosystem, the Ethereum developers, the you know, it's a more secure network than Bitcoin is. But people are just too dumb to get it. They think, they think that hash rate is security. And you're like, oh, hash rate security? Okay. Well, has Bitcoin had two inflation bugs where anyone could mint as many free coins as they wanted? Yes. Did someone do that once? Yes. But they didn't do it the second time because the guy who found it let the developers know instead of just minting as much free money as he wanted. Good luck with that. Nice. Good. That was a nice guy. Yeah. That was a nice guy. That was, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. not a greed-driven person. So, Rick, do, do you um, want to ask Richard anything or weigh in on anything we've talked about so far? Oh, well, um, you know, one issue is the Ethereum fees. And what? What could be done to bring down the fees? Yeah, see, that's the uh, well, that's the price you pay. Be, uh, an answer. So, when you the blockchain is the most expensive, slowest, least efficient 
database in the entire history of humans. It's the worst. The only time you should ever use a blockchain ever for anything is if you must have censorship resistance. And that is it. So people are always trying to duct tape on, you know, tracking of uh, inventories, tracking of who owns what houses. Terrible ideas. Terrible. You can do that today with cheap databases and logs and just look at the logs, publish the, the hash of the logs in the New York Times, classified ads if you want. There's absolutely no reason to use a blockchain for that. But for peer-to-peer currency and savings, it is super important. There are countries with currency controls. There are, you know, acts of war and acts of God that, that make it really nice to have a Swiss bank account in your head. You remember 12 words, you have your, your money with you at all times. Now, if you don't want to get uh, attacked with a wrench, the old wrench attack, I suggest you don't actually remember those 12 words. You maybe split them up over a couple safe deposit box. So... In those systems where we're paying extremely high fees for censorship resistance, and because everyone's so interested in it at the same time, the prices have gone exponential, you are going, to, if you want a bull market and you want price appreciation, you have to be okay with high fees. Now, is that always going to be the case? No, because we have new technologies, which are only about a year and a half old now called ZK rollups, optimistic rollups, that allow you to put on-chain security guarantees in a sub-chain or a, a layer two system where you do all the computation and all the throughput and all the crazy ins and outs and all the stuff you want to do here very quickly in a centralized thing. But then you prove to the distributed network that you did all that stuff properly off-chain. And then the network's like, yeah, you did it all right. It's cool. What they did off-chain, fast and cheap, it's cool, on-chain. And then if this fails, you have like 72 hours that you wait, and then you can redeem your money on the, on the layer one chain again. So ZK rollups and optimistic rollups solve and give us about a thousand, let's call it a thousand times more throughput per each one. And you could have as many as you want. Well, not as many as you want, but a whole ton of them, a whole ton of them. You also have alternate chains. So wrapping of coins. So for instance, there's more Bitcoin encapsulated and wrapped with counterparty risk. Someone else could choose not to unwrap it, but you know, it's BitGo and I think BitGo mm-hmm. might've got bought by PayPal, I think. Um, and so now basically you've got a pretty trustworthy counterparty that wraps the Bitcoin and you transact it on the faster, cheaper Ethereum network. Well, you can do the same thing with Hex. So you can encapsulate Hex, sometimes with counterparty risk, sometimes not. If the other network supports smart contracts, you can do atomic cross swaps, trustless, or something that I'm, I'm toying with. And, I, and I'm very careful. You know, Hex launched complete. We are not a security. You should expect no profit from the work of others. I just tell you about things that that would be cool. So here's something I think would be cool. You fork the Ethereum network. You provide a a rule that states that there's a proof of stake component here. And if you want to mine blocks for this network, you've got to hold this much hex or hold this much percent of the hex network. And then people are vested, right? They've, they've, They've proven that they love the network because they own a large part of it already. And then through that proof of, you know, fealty or call it what you will, uh, I guess you could call it proof of stake. Then they can mine blocks and you have like 81 validators and then that reduces your fees to basically nothing. So, and, and we have seen coins do this. So TRX used to be on Ethereum. They were forked to their own mainnet, which was a, a fork of, of Ethereum. BNB used to be on mainnet Ethereum. They forked to their own net. EOS did this fork to their own net. Uh, so TRX has done it. EOS has done it. BNB has done it. You know, 
taking system state and moving it from one place to another place, it's been done time and time again. So it's solvable. The question is, where do you want to spend your time? Do you want to spend your time building out new features for existing users? Do you want to spend your time advertising to get new users? Or do you want to spend your time reducing fees for the guys that are already in the system? And if you've got finite developer hours, it's kind of it's kind of hard to choose which way to go because a bear market in ETH would also solve these fees. So if the ETH price decides to just stop going parabolic and going up all the time, that also solves fees and historically is how fees have been solved in uh, early 2018. So let, uh, we've only got about five minutes. <laughs> I should upgrade to the bigger plan, but um, okay. So Rick, let's um, let let's have you finish up. Which is kind of like I'm just curious, like where? Well, do by you the way, if you want to, you could switch me to host, and I have the plan. So if you like, right click and make me host, it should use my plan probably. Oh really? Well, yeah, it should, but okay. it's okay. Well, we're, we'll, we could also we'll just do five do, minutes anyway. It's okay. We'll have to do um, a series because there's a lot here. <laughs> Um, Rick, let, let's just, um, if you could just kind of be like, where do you, where are we going? How will the next generation deal with money? And then we'll have Richard weigh in on that. Well, I would, I would defer to Richard on that. I love listening to his broadcast and his, his videos are often hours long and, uh, he's given me a lot of good tips on, you know, where the bottom might be for Bitcoin, where the top may be. And, um, you know, it's exciting to be involved with hacks and it'd be great to be able to have a coin that could be mined again. I miss the days of mining. Richard did a lot, was in a lot earlier. I, I was happy to get like one Bitcoin a month with my 12 <laughs> miners around 2014. Yeah. And it became so expensive I, for the electricity, but I, it's great to have a coin where the people can participate uh, with Bitcoin. The difficulty is going up so high, and uh, as Richard said, it's polluting the environment. Uh, yep. These huge mining farms. Uh, it'd be great to have a system that is more energy efficient. Yeah. And even even if and by the way, Ethereum is switching to proof of stake, which solves all of that electricity burning stuff entirely. There's just no more proof of work electricity burning stuff. So, and that might launch in two years, three years. So the, there are solutions that we're pretty sure work because I mean, if, when is the last time you heard of a proof of stake coin getting hacked? Well, I haven't heard of it. And do we have a lot of them? Yeah. Well, it probably works then. A lot of money in this stuff. You know, you can make a lot of hundreds of millions of dollars if you were able to successfully execute an attack on these consensus networks. So, I mean, a lot of people, they say they're in crypto for the tech and you're like, no, you're not. You're going to just get rich. That's what we're all in this for, to get rich. Do you think people buy Coca-Cola stock because they're a sugary drink enthusiast? No, they want to make money. And that's okay, you know? So, you know, in a world where your savings are being stolen from you by the government printing free money, nobody needs your money. Oh, you saved that money? Good, no one cares. We're just going to print some free stuff for the rich guys over here. Right. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. You know, your wages aren't going up, but the price of everything a rich person wants to buy are at all-time highs. But your wages are barely at all-time highs. Adjusted for inflation, they're not at all-time highs at all. So go to hex.com, check it out. If you, if you like making a lot of money for just sitting and doing nothing, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's cryptocurrency is just fabulous for that. Think about working really, really, really hard. How are you going to beat the 20 X returns Ethereum did this year? The 300 X returns hex did the 12 X returns Bitcoin did. You are not, you're not going to outperform those. 
So everybody that's like working really, really hard in a normal job, sorry guys, it's just easier to speculate and sit and just, it's up 6 million X over 11 years. Even if you just got in for a little bit, got a two X, pulled out your principal and let, let the rest ride, whatever. I mean, it's really hard to come up with a bad strategy for anything that's going up hundreds of X, thousands of X, millions of X. Almost any entry strategy works. Dollar cost average, all in. As long as you have a three-year time window, you know, Bitcoin's never been down for three years. It's always made a new all-time high within three years. So Interesting. go to hex.com. Go to twitter.com slash Richard Hart win. Got 65,000 followers in there. Go to youtube.com forward slash Richard Hart. I do eight-hour long live streams, six-hour long live streams. I ask or answer everybody's questions in the chat. And I'm, I know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I retired 20 years ago. <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to have to. Uh, well, and I think as you t- you were talking about just kind of sitting there and letting it, you know, increase in value. I think about property. I'm like, all oh, these people who own all this property and they rent it out and it's a headache and you got to pay taxes and all this on it. I mean, yep. why put up with all that headache if you can do it? If you can it, sit and make interest on just holding and what yeah. you're holding is going up in value anyway, you're making interest money and you're making ROI. You're just, just they compound, they multiply by each other. And you've got tax advantages as well. You know, you're only going to get taxed when you sell and you don't have to sell, you know, yeah. you could sell like, it's just so good. This is, it's a dream. There's not, it's not a mistake that, that Elon Musk bought Elon Musk company bought 1.5 billion of it. Did they buy 1.5 billion of anything else? Any other type of equity? No. Any other type of like, you know, it's awesome. It's really great. Yeah. Okay. We're about out of time. We should do this again. Yeah, um, there's so much here. So it has been great to talk to you and, there's there's so much here that I think people could learn from. So we'll we'll schedule another one. It'd be great to have you, Richard and Rick, with us and um have a great day and we'll talk again soon. Okay. See you. Okay.